If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. This is probably like one of the funniest episodes of the show so far, period. You know, Paperboy goes to get his hair cut and literally chaos ensues. This this was this episode was kind of like an insight into like a lot of black barbershops. The reality uh, barbershop, the movie that franchise was kind of a look into it. But man, if this one wasn't the most the most authentic so, uh, Barbara's, Barbara's late on the phone talking quick story. I once went to some barbershop, um, to get my, my goatee trimmed for a wedding. And I went to this barbershop for the first time and dude seemed okay. You know, he was being friendly and whatnot. And, uh, halfway through like edging me up, like he takes a phone call, which wouldn't have been a problem, but he did that thing where like he put the phone in between his ear and his shoulder. So his head was tilted and like, I'm squirming a little bit because one, it's my first time here. And two, like, dude, you're on the phone. You're like, focus on my lineup. And, you know, he he's subtly trying to be like, I got this. I got this. So he, uh, he, he finishes. He gives me the mirror. Now, here's the thing. I took my glasses off while I was in the chair. So I looked at it through the mirror without my glasses on. It looked fine. Yo, I got home and just, you know, checked it out one more time. There was like a slant on one side of my edge up, like right around the mustache, like kind of where the mustache connected to like the chin. So like pretty much that area under my lip that he was edging up was slanted because he was on the damn phone. So that already had me on edge. So uh, yeah, Bibby the barber, this dude off the chain, like like anybody who's been to a barber shop, a black barber shop has seen a dude like this in one form or another, like just yapping and not focused, but swear he's focused when you just want to get in and get out. This dude's in here on the phone, trying to make small talk about the, the movies and calling them Hollywood, which we've all been there. You know, yeah, they asking, they all in your business trying to find out what you're getting sharp for when you just want to get your hair cut and get on the phone. <laughs> Every other barber is a, a low-key hustler. You know, he, he, he asked if he heard about the, the, the cell phone robbery. And then when he said that he didn't, he told me, you know, I got to hook up on some cell phones. Oh, man, we've all been there. Hustle man barber with a whole bunch of different hats. You know what I mean? So um, he barely gets started on Paperboy's haircut. One swipe of the clippers, which was awesome considering the fact that, like, that I don't think that was, you know, you can't really fake a haircut like that. That was his real hair. So, like, you know, that to, to go through with this, shout out to Brian Tyree Henry to go through with this, even though it's clearly, you know, staged. But, like, just to 
to put up with having half your hair shaved and somebody just stopping. Even if it was for the screen, I still would have been paranoid as I don't know what. Also, like, great callback to the invisible car gag from the first season. I love that. That was awesome. While he's watching that video, he decides he's going to take off to go to the bathroom. Because, yeah, you know, you just you just clipped part of my hair. It's the perfect time to use the bathroom. And uh, his phone rings and gets a call from his girl. And uh, he's, he got to go. Paperboy is, is pissed because, like, you just cut part of my hair. Like, why, why are you going to leave me? And uh, old boy, told you know, Bibby told him, well, you coming with me. And this this right here just kind of speaks to the character of Paperboy. Like, just the the dude from around the way that he don't have patience for your mess. But at the same time, like, he'll give you a shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll he'll give you a shot because... No one else in their right mind would have left. They were like, you're not going anywhere until you cut my hair. That'd have been it. So they ride over to his girl's house. Some little boy in there. And um, she's, his girl's ready to go. For whatever reason, he was late. To which he promptly blames it on Paperboy. Talking about he's a magician whose car broke down again. Paperboy being that dude, just, he just went along with it. He just wanted his hair cut so he can go. Again, I wouldn't have got in the car, but, you know, I think the funniest part about this scene was the fact that one, not only did he walk out of the barbershop with the cape on, he walked into the lady's house with the same cape on. Like you like he was ready to get his hair cut. Like like that was a great like attention to detail, which I love that Atlanta does. So, yeah, after he pinned the whole lateness on Paperboy, you know, it's time to get a haircut, but not Paperboy just yet. Little boy, he needed to get his hair cut. I guess that's what he was late for. Like, I think the best part of this episode had to be Paperboy's just facial reactions. Like his his facial, his face in response to everything that was going was just like you could, like he half the stuff didn't even he didn't even have to say anything. It's just like the dude's facial responses are just gold, and I think that's what made the. The episode, hilarious. That's what makes a lot of his scenes, period, hilarious. The line about um, him having an appointment, but him tech, the boy having a, the boys, but the boy's appointment being technically before his, which technically it was, he was late, but that was hilarious. You know, the conversation with the little boy, like, yeah, what happened to your hair? It's like, dude, like asking the little boy, asking him to perform a magic trick since he thought he was a magician. And Paperboy just being over it, which anybody would. Um, So from there, they roll out and he talks him into getting something to eat. The Zaxby's line was hilarious. Like, yeah, don't don't insult me. You know, I love Zaxby's Um, just for them to pull up at a construction site to get some leftovers. If this won't the jankiest thing I've ever seen. I hope that I hope this put the bibbies of the world on notice that like, yo, y'all, y'all are trifling out here and y'all really need to get it together. So they, you know, paper boys, he's done with it. Like, I'm not eating this mess. I'm not eating your leftovers. Let's go back. Like, give me my haircut. Let's go. Just to get roped into hauling some wood from this construction site. So, you know, there's always time for that. As they're hauling out the wood, some lady rolls up because, of course, it was like, yo, why are y'all stealing stuff from my house? Like, your house isn't even done. You in here stealing stuff. And Bibby the con man just talking his way out of it. Like, yo, I look, I didn't get paid, so I'm taking this wood back. Which is probably a lie. Um, but at the same time, the leftovers were there. So 
maybe it wasn't a lie. Maybe he was a contractor for the house. But that whole interaction was was awesome. He's just like, look. She was like, look, I'm calling the police. Well, call the police, beige lady. And she was like, well, I'm going to sue. He was like, well, you can't because there's no contract because your husband's cheap. Which, if that ain't some hood shit, like, uh I feel like everybody's everybody has had or knows somebody that's had some sort of construction work, quotation marks, done without a contract. So, yeah, that hood stuff. So, they're leaving. So, we think on their way back to the barbershop to get his hair cut. And as he's riding by, Bibby notices some some kids just kind of hanging out. The kids notice a truck take off running. Bibby's off in hot pursuit. He, he corners them. It's his son and his friends skipping school. And uh, for a second, for a split second, they they give you this setup where it's like he's he's laying into his son for skipping school. You get this sort of look at like. Okay, you know what this dude is? He's trifling. He's a little grimy, but he seems, you know, he he cares about his son and the fact that his son is not in school. Just to have it ruined by him asking whether or not he put up these flyers for this street team. Yep. It's always an angle with a janky barber. And Bibby did not disappoint. So uh he Bibby being the, the fast talker that he is, he flips it, tells his son and his friends that he got paperboy in the car to to come talk to him, come mentor the youth. And uh <laughs> Paperboy ain't trying to get out the car. Like would you, the fact that he left the barbershop with half his head cut was already strike one, but he won't get out the car. He won't I wouldn't have wanted you know, obviously he won't try to get out the car to these kids with cell phones and and fast mouths. With his hair mess, with his head jacked up, he's from the car. He's like, "Why, you know, stay in school and this and that." And the, the son is just like, "Yo, you look like a regular dude. Why you ain't fresh?" Like that thing that that people do to celebrities when they see them out being regular people because they forget that they regular people. Again, like the 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 response, like the just his face before he fumbles to get out of the car was just priceless. I need that gift, like. I hope that gift starts circulating because that was that was gold right there. Gets out the car, walks up on him, lets him know that, yo, I'm my I look jacked up because your dad jacked my hair up. I look like a normal person because I am a normal person, which I think that's one of my favorite things about the Paperboy character is that despite the fact that he's chasing fame, like he's he's doing everything to hold on to the fact that he's a regular person. Like he's not the last thing he wants to do is go Hollywood like Though they don't talk about the music that much, they're painting this picture that Paperboy really does care about his music, like his art. Like, granted, you know, there's a whole lot of shenanigans in the plot, but like just his overall character just shows that like, yo, I'm a regular person with a voice. Like, I'm not some, I'm not this Hollywood person that just puts out whatever and stunts for just because, because I'm supposed to or whatnot. Um, so that was really dope. Um, and then it happened. Look, dude asked him to put him on, which again, what does put me on really mean? Like, I need somebody to, I think we need to delve into that one of these days. Like, what do people expect when they ask to be put on? So <laughs> that was pretty much it for Paperboy. He was, <laughs> he was done with it. He headed back to the car, told the mother two dudes to stay in school, which was, uh, the hood version of the PSA, hood version after school special, stay in school. And they're making their way back to the barbershop, hopefully for real this time. 
Bibby fussing at his son, doing what, you know, what anybody would do in this situation and pretty much threatening to tell his mom, which if I've had a son, that's what I'd do if I caught him, um, put the fear of God in him and, uh, they tell him to watch the road. He's still going off, made the messed up comment. Like, it was, I didn't want you like, which was, had it been any other show, I don't think any other show would have pulled off that, that, that dialogue, <laughs> like Atlanta without it being a serious problem because it was messed up like it's messed up to say to someone but in the in the wake of everything that's happened in this and this character's sort of persona like it was it was funny and of course you know you can't tell somebody to watch the road three times without there being a car accident and of course they rear-ended somebody and they're waiting for the person to get out I thought it was going to be the lady from the construction site that's what I was waiting for the lady gets out takes a deep breath and lets out the longest saddest groan I've ever heard like it was just ongoing like she did not take a breath it went for like 15 seconds and uh <laughs> Bibby did what Bibby was gonna do because everybody either had been to jail or was gonna go to jail if they'd stuck around paper boy still being dumb he's on parole with weed in his pocket because you know that's smart but hey Hood dude's going to do what hood dude's going to do. Um, they they flee. They flee the crime scene. Um, so who knows? I, I'm wondering if that's going to that's gonna come back to haunt them at some point, like a traffic camera or somebody, like an innocent bystander with a cell phone or something like that, um, recorded it or whatnot. So, um, yeah, they bail out of there. They head back to the barbershop, finally. Uh, Bibby again lets his son know that, uh, yeah, I didn't want you. Uh, just let's be clear on that. As they're heading up the steps of the barbershop, Bibby gets another call talking about some I'm on the way. Tries to hit, uh, tries to hit Paperboy with that good. Hey, I left something in my car. I'll be right back. Knowing full well he was going to peel off. Paperboy yams him up. Let's get, let's get you that haircut. Gets his haircut and did what I, what anybody would have done in that situation and started to walk out. Like, if you put me through all that, I'm not paying for your haircut, like, at all. But, you know, Paperboy decided to pay him. I think that was the one stunt moment that Paperboy earned for that one. You know, toss his money on the floor, which Bibby deserved that without a doubt. And, you know, rolled out. Came back for his next cut and did Bibby like an ex that didn't know they broke up. Went to the new chair to show off his new thing, so to speak. You know, new dude asked him, so what you getting? You getting a, like, you asked him what level you getting, a two or a three. And that's when, and I think a lot of us have been there when you, when you go to one barber for like the longest time and they just sort of know, like, you don't you don't have to think about it anymore. And, uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't know. And then he, he immediately went through that thing that, that people do <laughs> when they feel like they, they broke up too abruptly. They start thinking like, did I, did I do the right thing here? He's in a new relationship, so to speak. And that was the episode, like obviously way more lighter than the last episode um which was a good move on their part as far as pacing goes like if you'd have had another heavy episode after last week's episode i think the overall mood would have shifted and it, i think people would have started to sort of expect certain things wherein uh the best part about atlanta is you never know what each episode is going to bring like definitely one of the funniest episodes hands down like just a a day in the life uh the perils of the black barbershop. Um, so it didn't hit me until like the, the credits, but like, um, one, 
uh, Donald, I believe Donald Glover directed this episode. I don't know if he directed any other episodes, but I know he normally doesn't. So I don't know if this is the first episode he directed, but, um, there was, I definitely picked up on that. And two, um, throughout the show, like, well, throughout the episode, there was like the music really stood out to me. Like, you know how in other episodes you'll, you'll hear music that's sort of part of the scene, you know, the car or the TV or, you know, the music of the background of that folk festival. Um, it's part of the scene. Whereas in, to, in this particular episode, like there was, there was music that kind of set the scene, um, just kind of playing sort of third party for us. But, you know, obviously the, uh, the characters couldn't experience it. And it wasn't just any music. Like it, it seemed like it fit, but it all, it fit the scene. It fit the show. But at the same time, it didn't seem like you're, you're, uh, something you would really expect. And, um, again, in the credits, the mu- the score to this episode was done by Flying Lotus and Thundercat. And then I was like, ah, there it is. That made perfect sense. Cause if you've ever heard them separate or together, like they, they collaborate a lot, but like their music is, it's kind of, I don't even know. I, I almost want to call it nondescript, but like they, they kind of set these, these moods, um, their music just really this their their choice of music really kind of fit the episode where it wasn't overbearing but like it also it also kind of made it a lot more lighthearted than the than the situation led you to believe it was so that was an awesome little treat to find out um i guess theory wise i'm the only thing i really picked up from this was um i'm wondering if that hidden run is going to come back to haunt them in the future um well more specifically paperboy clearly bibby don't care but um yeah, that was the episode. Um, of course, if you want to share your thoughts, theories, and whatnot, you know where to hit me. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>